This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. We're dealing with nine common lies that Christians believe. I like how Brother Andre was talking about Christians and their little hidden things. Christians, if you're called by my name, God is talking to Christians to get them right. Where does judgment begin? In the house of God. Amen. And if you are carrying my name, you need to humble yourself and pray, seek my face, turn from your wicked ways. Then, God, I could hear the rest of the psalmist in Proverbs echoing, God shall hear us. Yes, our God shall hear us. And the ends of the earth shall fear him, you know. Yes, you do all the things God said in the prerequisite of Second Chronicles. Amen. You will, amen, then have a hearing in heaven, like court. I, I, I put in for a hearing. Uh, doesn't mean, that doesn't mean the judge is going to take time to hear you. A hearing, you get it? And that's when, when God hears you. It's like a court, a hearing. Amen. And the only way you get a hearing because you heard his voice and you submitted to it and came. God said, yeah, that's good. Now enter the gates. What, what's up with that attitude? Come in with the gratitude. Attitude with gratitude. Enter the gates with what? Thanksgiving. And his what? Courts with praise. Let's be thankful unto him and bless his name. Don't take anything for granted. You didn't make God. It was he that made you, not ye yourself. Was it some big bang happenstance? No. There's a lot of lies out there, which is why there's a lot of deconstruction. But sometimes folks stay under the rubble of what has been deconstructed instead of rising from the dust and to reconstruct according to the building plan of the Holy Ghost through the likes of Ezra and Nehemiah. Amen. Thank God for Ezra who kept the teaching of the Holy Word of God. And Nehemiah had the secular humanistic job, but he was a man of God and he could get to the heart of the king and he could get the, uh, uh, the favor they needed and the plan and the blueprint and the okay from the government to go ahead and build. And the government giving uh, materials needed, necessary, and human resources, freeing some of them to go on ahead and do that. So you need both. You need people in the government. You need people teaching so that folk won't go astray into the wrong teaching. Once you're free, you need to know how to be free. You might get out of Egypt, but you better know, learn how to get Egypt out of you. Amen. So we can't have this lie, uh, the spirit of lying, because that, that's, that's a doctrine of the devil. Amen. It's a seducing spirit that makes folks have confusion. Nine common lies. We did number one. Uh, the common lie that God won't give us more than we can handle. Thank God, remember that? And now we're looking at a second lie. The second lie listed in the book is not the second one I'm doing. Amen. I'm rearranging his order a little bit. Last week we got out of the loop from that book, and uh, we, we did a, a tribute to King, but we still uh, presented a lie, uh, the lie that we are saved to serve ourselves through God. That's not what we're saved to do. We're saved just to do the will of God. Don't put anything extra on it. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. So now here we are. Today we're looking at the challenge to serve the Lord with joy and gladness. You might say, preacher, that sounds like the same thing, you know. But uh, if you look in archaic language, joy is one thing and gladness is another thing. My God. 
So the challenge to serve the Lord with joy and gladness. Why do we need that? Because we're dealing with this lie. God just wants us to be happy. That's the lie we are dealing with right now. God just wants us to be happy. Let's look at Psalm 100, verses 1 through 5, and also Philippians 4, 4 through 7, both the King James Version. I'm going to read to your hearing. We shall get some good nuggets. Amen. Bear with me. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Did you find Psalm 100 and put your other finger in Philippians? Amen. So let's look at Psalm 101 through 5. You may know it. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with what? Gladness. Come before his presence with what? Singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Should the older forget about the younger? Should the uh, younger scoff at the older? No, God wants to move in all generations. Yes, he will. Now flip over to Philippians, amen. Four, four through seven. Rejoice. In the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And guess what? Here's the result. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What a blessing. Thank you, Lord, for your word. May your spirit reveal the deep truths that will go into the deep recesses and the core of our very being. Save us from the guttermost and lead us to the uttermost. We thank you, Lord. We want to amen. Be, oh God, in our place where Christ is sitting at the right hand of the throne of God. We are joint heirs. That's where we ought to be. And our hope should be placed above where Christ sits. Amen. Help us to do that, Lord. Sanctify our passions, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Saints, people of God, amen. Only a genuine, unselfish labor of love through the Holy Spirit will enable us to become living sacrifices that affect the evidence of God's grace in our personal and interpersonal lives. You could be about yourself, that's good, but you're going to have to eventually be about other people. That's the interpersonal part, amen. Some folks talk to themselves, that's cool, amen, but I hope you don't stay there too long because there's a cray-cray level. Amen. But there comes a time when you need to learn how to communicate well, what? With others. That's the interpersonal part. You know what? We can maintain an active participation of God's grace when our love for others and passion for God are congruently aligned. Thank you, Brother Andre. We need to be congruently aligned. We're not thinking and saying what God is feeling. We are off. We need to set our standard according to God's holy standard, not our own. Amen. Thank God. You in the Holy Ghost, Brother Andre. Don't think you're not when you are. Amen. 
We need the mind of God working in us to keep his love alive in us. Why? Well, if we do, his spirit will enable us to respond in love spontaneously, and we will experience victory for his kingdom as we take on the challenge to serve the Lord with joy and gladness. Amen. The Holy Ghost is seeking to strengthen us to do the work of a loving, faithful, and grateful servant of God. We, we have to be that kind of servant of God. Loving, faithful, and grateful. All three. Since God has revealed time and time again that he has an endless reservoir of strength that never runs dry, we can always be ready to serve him with biblical joy. We don't want the worldly joy. This joy I have, the world didn't give it, and the what world can't take it away. You know, some folks buy joy in a little brown bag, my God, and they're walking with Johnny Walker, and he read, and they got wild turkeys and all kind of stuff, Hennessy, all kind of stuff going on around town, and that's how they get their joy. They call it joy juice. My God, my God, my uh, and, and Margaret got her margaritas, and everybody got they drink. Amen? And, and sometimes folks can tell a personality of a person by what they drink. That's the language of the world. See, but the, the blessing we're talking about is bibl biblical joy. This blessing of strength exists for those who are gladly willing to serve in the advancement of God's kingdom, not the advancement of pop culture. There's a lot of pop culture Christians, pop culture churches, and Jesus will say, you are none of mine. We can go on about our merry way with the gifts he gives us and misuse them. Don't people misuse things all the time? It's called abuse. God gives us substances, but should you abuse substances? My God, he'll give you a wife, but should you have wife abuse? Give you a husband, should you have husband abuse? Give you children? Should you have children abuse? No. My God, God wants us to do things the way he expects. My God, we need to advance his kingdom, not our own kingdom. We want to advance what we believe is right, and may all the church uh, do what we're doing. And if not, we're going to leave you stranded, abandoned. You're going to be alienated, ostracized, because you're not preaching the way pop culture is uh, uh, teaching us to preach. But don't you know there are seducing spirits out there? There is spiritual wickedness in high places, and those sub-demonic dark kingdoms are putting out commissions from hell that will corroborate against the truth of God's word and will spew out lies concoct lies. The devil is a liar, the author of confusion, a father of lies, the inventor of lies. My God. That is why the sermon scriptures we have uh, been led to pick by the Holy Ghost are alerting us to the imperative of taking on the challenge to serve the Lord with joy and gladness. Where does joy and gladness come from? Comes from the Lord. We don't have to concoct it in our own fallen being. God breathes into us 
And when, with that breath, there's going to be an exhale, and then we will reciprocate back to God. We inhale and we exhale. He, we, we get from God and we give back to God. Over, over and over again, living, loving, amen, serving, amen, shining for God. The book of Philippians helps us to remember how going through the rough terrain of tough, inconvenient, and even dangerous times on this earth is just as important as biblical trust in God. We serve a go-through God. He will help us to go through. Jesus came through all the levels from heaven down to earth to help save us so that we could go from earth back to heaven with him. He made a way to get here, and that way we could use to get back to God. We have to trust God. Yes, there's danger. Oftentimes, we may get the idea that we should not have to go through much of anything as Christians and uh, that Jesus died on the cross and rose again for our earthly happiness. <laughs> this thought process seemingly justifies the erroneous conclusion that God just wants us to be happy. And that is most likely why so many souls today prefer to serve a Play-Doh Jesus. Yeah, they're, they're going out there in droves. They're, they're selling it out there and they're buying it. Get your Play-Doh Jesus. People are playing games with the Play-Doh. Why do kids like Play-Doh? Because they can command. They can create. They don't like it. They'll roll it back up and try again. I don't like that one. I'm not feeling that today. I'm going to mold and make a new one. People are serving a what? Play-Doh Jesus. They can mold and make him relatively after their own ever-changing will to each his own. However, you know the real truth is that God came primarily to make us heavenly holy, not earthly happy. Believe it or not, that's what it is. He is supposed to be making and molding us after his holy will, not vice versa, our unholy will, right? No, molding God after our unholy will, no. We need to realize sooner or later that our eternity is at stake. People don't realize that because they're not following suit of what the Holy Ghost is trying to teach. There is an imperative, and he's trying to alert us. He's not trying to uh, give us a sleeping pill. He wants no doze. He's trying to give you no doze. No, there's no dozing. God never sleeps. Amen. You got to keep fighting the good fight of faith. You got to keep praying without ceasing. You should be, be so prayed up, you're praying in your sleep. Lisa has waken me up, amen, from a, a deep sleep I had, and I was binding the devil, and amen, and doing all kind of fighting in my sleep, my God. <laughs> But well, you know what, what what's happening now with the with the with the uh, seducing spirits out there in the world, giving people the ability to maneuver in this life, so that everyone around us accepts us in the earthly happiness club. That's what we are now. Churches have become happiness clubs. But 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 the Bible says we are called by God to live according to His eternal kingdom, not our finite surroundings of limited life on earth. Paul's experience of writing this letter to the church at Philippi using 
uh, the word joy 13 times while yet in prison chains helps us to know that we are supposed to be kingdom people, not pop culture people. So many people today seem to think that serving the Lord has to come from their earthly happy place. And they do this as they forego the move of God's Spirit. They will quench the Spirit. They will vex the Spirit. They will harden their hearts. They will stiffen their necks, my God, against what the Holy Ghost is trying to do. If the Holy Spirit will be our life coach through His gifts, uh, then we must relinquish control of His temple, which is our bodies, we got to relinquish control of his temple over to him. It's his temple. We think it's ours, but it's his. It was he that made you. Are you grieving the Holy Spirit or growing by him? Which one? Grieving or growing? You see the one or the other. My God, if you're not growing, you're grieving. The Holy Ghost always brings growth towards productivity of fruitfulness. If you're not fruitful, you're grieving. My God, we need to get a grip on what God is trying to say and go away from the grieving and get to going in the growing. Hallelujah, anyhow. Thank you, Lord. Even though our premise today, saints, is based on the book of Philippians, correct interpretive uh, relevance allows the whole word of God to support itself. Uh, case in point, the psalmist of the Old Testament utters eternal truth that does not change when it gets over to the New Testament. But so many times we want to do that. We will say something uh, that happened in the old, uh, old, old Testament is not in the New Testament. But then that would make the Bible to be some kind of schizophrenic crazy book. My God, it's one succinct thought. God is love, but not the kind of love we think. Psalm 100 verses 1 and 2 begins with the words, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. That's not a cry out for somebody to have a, a horrible sounding choir either. Cacophony. That's not what noise is. This is euphonics and the Holy Ghost. Good sound. Amen. In the Holy Ghost. It doesn't mean everybody got to be able to sing. They're not talking about that kind of singing. They're talking about your life living in harmony with the truth of God, with the will of God. My God, the authoritative word of God, the unadulterated word of God. In a nutshell, the Holy Bible. Amen. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord with your life, everybody. That's what, really what it's saying. This is a scriptural witness for the uh, fourth verse also of Psalm 98. You can compare those two. It signifies uh, to give a glad shout and worshipful praise unto God. All ye lands is the same as all the earth in Psalm 98.4. It is a universal call for all to offer praise and thanksgiving to the King of Kings. But be careful here. As faithful disciples of Christ. What did I say? Faithful disciples of Christ. We must represent what that means to the secular humanistic world. Serve the Lord with gladness is based on an emphatic imperative word in Hebrew, abad. About. 
Almost every clause of this psalm contains a similar commanding call. Service to God is not only done out uh, of obedience and a sense of debt, it is also done out of a sense of gratitude. Amen. Serve the Lord with what? Gladness. Enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving. And that is, that's interpreted gladness, y'all. Being thankful, being grateful. Other scriptural witnesses include Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. And also Colossians 3, 17. And out of Colossians 3, also verses 23 and 24. Uh, come before his presence with singing. Reveals to us that singing requires lips of what? Thanksgiving and triumph. Got to live a victorious Christian life for this. But we got everybody living all kind of ways and still singing triumphant words. God will say in the last day, depart from me, I know you're not. You don't know of what you're singing. My God, my God. <laughs> ah, so it requires lips of thanksgiving and triumph as the word is rendered in Psalm 63.5, if you don't believe me. My God. Look at Psalm 20 and 5 too for this. Amen. Uh, Christ's disciples are to live in holy faith. What kind of faith? Holy, holy faith as God's representatives on earth. That's what this serve the Lord with gladness is all about. Living their lives as his songs of praise with one accord. I can't sing my song of praise with one accord when some of us who are supposed to be uh, living in the straight and narrow are going off to the side to Boogaloo Boulevard. My God, my God. They're all up in Boogaloo Boulevard, and I'm trying to give my straight and narrow praise. And they're like, turn to the left, turn to the right, shake your pelvis just like Elvis. To the left, go back. My God, my God, everybody want to get down, get down. I told people in elementary school when they were into that song, I said, no, I'm getting up. Get up, get up. They said, don't you like rock and roll? I said, no, I love the rock of ages. Cleft for me. Let me hide my soul in thee. Amen. Nine and a half years old. Thank God. And the devil had a bullseye on me ever since then. He said, oh, yeah, I got you. And uh, then I did listen to the spirit of seduction. Amen. And had a fake drink in my hand. Apple juice with some 7-Up in it. I called it apple fizz in my mind, but I was acting like it was something else. And then I was going in there, you know, moving to the beat. Hoping some honey would dance with me, whatever. But God didn't let me look good like that, no. He said, I didn't raise you up to be Hugh Hefner or somebody up in here. No, loose out of here. Thank you, Lord. And Lisa was somewhere praying, and Mother was like, save her husband, Lord, wherever he is. And then the Holy Ghost came all the way to Miami and made sure I didn't have a good time. He said, you're supposed to be serving the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Get out of Boogaloo Boulevard. Hallelujah. How did you feel when you come out of the wilderness? No, but you went on to the Canaanites. Come out of Canaanite land. God had to call me away from the Amalekites and all the rest of the ites and the termites too. My God, it was trying to eat away at my soul. God saved me and made me whole. How many Christians are doing the right thing? Hallelujah, anyhow. 
I wanted to learn how to get that moonwalk down. I wanted to get it right and get on the dance floor and show them I could do it. Amen. <laughs> Kick your leg. The Holy Ghost said, why can't put your leg down? What you? Holy Ghost convicted me strong. Yeah, once I was trying to shake my pelvis like Elvis too. But the Lord saved me from that. He said, you're supposed to change partners. You could dance, but change partners. Change partners. Get away from uh, the Zumba class that the devil is teaching. Because he'll teach you. You could blend in. You know, we got to look like the world to win them. When in Rome, do like Romans. You know, come on with it. But God don't save folk by looking like them. They try to say, Jesus hung out with the, with, 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 with the whores and the tax cheaters and all that. He was drinking and eating with them. Does that mean he was being like them? Or was he shining? How could you pull somebody up when you down in the gutter with him? He, he sat there, but he was, his spirit wasn't down in the gutter. He was able to lift them up. Hallelujah. And save. And then send them out to preach the kingdom of God. He told that fast tail woman, yeah, go on out there and now tell them of what sort of man you just met. I met a man, he didn't even want my tail, y'all. He really, really saved. My God. <laughs> Jesus said, the man you with right now ain't really your man. She was like, oh, snap, you really know me. <laughs> yeah, they, they trying to know you that way, but I know your spirit. I'm showing you a new level of knowing without stripping physically. Hallelujah. I'm going to strip you spiritually and let you know of what sort you are, that it is not in congruence with God. But she was talking religious talk before that. My, our fathers and them, well, they worshiped in this here mountain. But are you worshiping? What you doing? You all up in the sheets. No more sheets. Jesus helped her to figure out what to really do. <laughs> then she started promoting Jesus when she got saved for real. She was a church girl, a hot church girl. Wish somebody's uh, pants would catch on fire. She changed the song. It supposed to have been, I wish somebody's soul would catch on fire and burn with the Holy Ghost. And stop using scriptures incorrectly. Oh, they might as well marry. They burning. No, not everybody don't need to be marrying all fast. You need to be sober, not drunk by tail dreams. No, tail dreams will do you in. You need to be sober when you get married. Hallelujah. And that's why they don't last, divorcing all quick. You didn't do me like Johnny. No, nope, I, I want a new man now. I'm tired of you. been with you a year. I need a new man. They saying this kind of stuff, right, Pastor Lisa? Come on now. Hallelujah anyhow. But God is showing us how we need to sing unto him a new song. I mean, an anointed song. Come before his presence with singing. He's a God that we can't escape from. So we're always in his presence. We need to be doing right all the time. And when the Holy Ghost finds us in the darkness and shines light so we know we're in the dark, we need to come out of the dark. Hallelujah. People don't want to come to the light lest they be reproved. In other words, don't judge me. I'm comfortable in this here innate sinfulness. 
Yeah, but that comfort is not a good comfort. Jesus sent the Holy Ghost as a comforter to help you to know that your mind is right. Don't believe what the devil is saying. I want to comfort you with these words that you stay saved, that you keep on keeping on in the Lord. Keep the prayer wheel turning. Hey, hallelujah. Stay before the Lord. Be comforted like that. Look at Deuteronomy 28, 15 through uh, 68 when you're home. I'm not going to go through all numbers. You heard that 15 through 68? Guess what that reviews? The horrible consequences of denying a right relationship with God. This is for people who think God is in the Boogaloo Boulevard when he is not. You are living in breach of covenant. Basically, the curses outlined here are a complete reversal of the blessings. It is interesting to note that many of the consequences of disobedience could be read out of our morning newspapers, y'all, as adverse sociological developments, weather patterns and conditions that are adverse, also as well as uh, economic factors that have gone adverse. Could it be that our own nation which was once blessed so favorably by God, is now experiencing the result of what happens when God removes his hand of blessing as we decide to walk in harm's way. Read carefully and take note how things like adverse weather conditions, diseases, and plagues, we know something about that in the pandemic, confusion in the inner cities, lack of vision, fear, foreigners buying up our land, and economic debt are directly related to the removal of God's blessing upon a nation. Verse 15 gives us the primary reason that such curses can come upon an individual or a nation. Verses 47 and 48, let us know what would happen if Israel did not serve the Lord with joy and gladness of heart. As believers in Jesus Christ, this covenant scripture uh, teaches us that our attitudes about serving God matters. The heart of Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 confirms that this old covenant term follows suit as a new covenant term. Verse 4, here it is, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice, saying the same thing, singing the same song. It's the same old love song, just sing along, hallelujah. If you are seeking to engage yourself in the service of God, generally or specifically, he will in, uh, enable you to adjust your attitude in this fallen world of trials and tribulations to keep you from being these things, keep you from being anxious. You know what that is? Inner turmoil, causing one to become uh, apprehensive, distressed, fearful, panicky, wild, agitated, nervous all the time. Keep you from being obsequious. A one who's engaged in fawning, flattery, bootlicking. You don't get what that is? What about this brown nosing? What about groveling? Being spineless or sneaky for underlying selfish reasons to get what they want. Ah, they make you feel good for a second just to con you. Mm -hmm. Or to keep you from being covetous, having an outlook on one's personal mission and vision in the life based mainly on what others have or what others are doing, whether it is right or wrong, instead of what God's will is for you. One last one. 
sometimes becoming overly solicitous, too enthusiastic, zealous, too zealous, too fervent due to relational dysfunction. Some people, amen, they got daddy issues coming all up in the house of God. Now they're trying to throw the icing of the Holy Ghost on it instead of getting delivered from it. My God, got mama issues, but coming in trying to put an anointing on it. My God, my God, all kind of issues, sociologically and emotionally speaking, psychologically speaking, we try to dance around it, uh, put some kind of hocus-pocus, superstitious, uh, subcultural, pop culture, church kind of language on it. It's, it's, it's full of uh, innate sinfulness, really. And then we try to make it religious and sound good. We put E-T-H on the end, F-F-F. We try to sound like King James. We try to make it pretty. Oh, I feel like, oh, I was caressing the Lord last night. And what kind of mess? See, they, they just got out of a funky bed, and now they want to come to church right quick. My God, I've been there. I try to be the musician in the world and try to come all into church, too. My God, I got out of uh, Boogaloo Boulevard and come right on in to where the drums were there at the, at, the, at the Glendale Missionary Baptist Church. My God, and one of the mothers there that sit in the front, one of them praying mothers. My God, she said, she said, uh, you know, uh, you look like you, you just came out of the club. You just, you know, she was just calling my stuff out. My God. And, and, and one put it like this. She said, you straddling the fence. Old mothers got little sayings. You, you're straddling the fence. And, and Deacon McCray said at the bar, at the bar where I smoked my first cigar and the, and the money in my pocket rolled away. It was there by chance. I tore my Sunday pants. And now I got to wear them every day. My God, my God. And that's what the older saints told me. So I, I, I got the prophecies left and right. And I couldn't forego passing them because I had to get to the drums and they all right there. That was the, God made that the older folk prayer circle amen corner right there. I had to play the drums right next to them. I said, oh Lord, I'm going to hear it now. Here it come. I tried to get by. My mother said, oh, sonny, come here for a second. I said, oh Lord, here it come. Yes, mother. You, you straddling the fence. I said, oh my God. The Holy Ghost hit me. I couldn't even hardly play the drums good. They kept looking back there. You're playing kind of light today, bro. You're dragging the song, bro. I said, all right, gosh. You're rushing the song, bro. I said, oh, my gosh. Keep it in the pocket, bro. I said, okay, man, I'm trying. But I had this Holy Ghost prophecy in my mind. I had to get it right. My God, I got tired of the negative tendencies that I just listed. And, and God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, had to come in and strengthen me. That's why I'm able to tell you, you can be composed. You can be secured in God. You can be satisfied in God. You can be confident in God. You can be certain in God. You can be temperate in God. You can be positive in God. In a nutshell, you will be a real joy to be around. God wants us to have what? joy and gladness. Uh, not only did the Holy Ghost give me the real joy when I got right with the Lord, 
when so many youth were sitting there in their coldness, playing in church, I got up with gladness, thankful that God didn't rip me up like so many were going to the nurse on the college campus, scratching certain extremities of their body. They didn't used to scratch that much. They were looking for ointments. But the ointment couldn't help them all. My God. God said, that's what you want? I said, no, I want no ointment, Lord. I need the appointment from God. I need the anointment from God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God kept me out of a mess. So I was glad to be in God's service one more time. Hey, God let me live to live again. Hallelujah. Gave me a new life to begin. Thank you, Lord. I learned, hallelujah, that we all have an ongoing challenge to serve the Lord with joy and gladness. Ah, I feel privileged to be able to share this with the younger of us, amen, because they're going through mess, getting tugged here, tugged there, be cool over here, oh, be cool over there, my God, and there's a road in the middle that leads to the high holy hill of God. I pray they stay in the straight and narrow, hallelujah. My God, my God, you don't got to go that way. Some are dead on the side of the road, never made it. We're passing carcasses to the left and right. But you got to stay. Get, keep your feet, your footing certain in the straight and narrow. And walk and not be weary. Run even and, and don't give up. Don't faint. Keep on keeping on for the Lord. God's going to help you to have a heart of gladness to serve him. That's also, amen, going to help you to be delivered from being egoistic and competing against others erroneously. God is going to call you out like he called me out, inviting me to come to him and learn the truth about his intended destiny for us all as individual disciples of Christ, to be a part of his blessed kingdom of selflessness. Amen? That's a difference, right? Not selfishness, but when you're saved in Jesus, you're going to have what? Selflessness. You're going to care about Jesus and others. Amen. Then he'll take care of you. Yes, he will. He's already taken care of you because he blessed you to be blessed in him. And he's overflowingly blessing you to be a blessing to others. So you are already really taken care of. Amen. Even before you get to the why of joy, which is you. We will inevitably be without excuse, people of God, if we choose to go through a God-given life ignoring him. The call to join the hosts of heaven in advancing that which is just, right, and holy is everyone's gift, whether we accept it or not. God never invites us without giving his submitted participants more than they need to be successful in their part of the great work of heaven. You can serve the Lord with joy and gladness if you choose to do so. Do you choose to be a choice servant? Amen. You got to choose to be chosen. There are all of us that are chosen, but not all of us are going to submit to that, amen, status of being chosen by the Lord. He may have chosen me, but I'm not going to choose him. That's what we do. We scoff our, our noses at God. My God. 
but God wants us to come unto him so that he can make us over and strengthen us so that we will accept his good, acceptable, and perfect will. It's the good and acceptable, perfect use of his grace. His grace came to save us, strengthen us, clean us up, deliver us, amen, shake us loose from the clutches of hell and free us to worship God the way he intended. Somebody bless and praise the name of our God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the matchless name of Jesus. Come and let God strengthen you now at the altar. Hey, because the Holy Ghost is presenting us with a challenge to serve the Lord with joy and gladness. Hallelujah. What about you? Will you come? Hallelujah. Closer to the Lord. God's inviting us to come unto him so that he may be allowed to recreate a right attitude in us. Won't you let him do that right here and right now, right where you're sitting? He knows that you do not initially have the condition of heart and spirit to smile back at him as he's smiling at you. Yet he invites you to come unto him. His love, amen, came to us first. While we're yet in our sin, he does all he can do to help us to understand that there's a way made that's way better than the eternal damnation that we're facing. We're born on death row, and some of us seem to be enjoying the ride. The devil will drug you up so that you are erroneously enjoying the ride to death row. But God is trying to wake us up, shake us up, and wake us up so we can get out of the inebriation of the devil. Sober up! Be ye sober! Be vigilant for your adversary. The devil goes about as a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. But God said, not so. Take my hand. I'm going to lift you up out of muck and mire. I'm going to put you on a, full, a sure footing on solid ground. Walk on and not be weary. Come now, hallelujah, to the Lord. Seek him while he may be found. Oh, the Holy Ghost is calling. Call him while he's near. He's near. He's opened a window of heaven right here and right now. For all of us who have gone dormant in areas, stagnant, my God, barely moving, barely alive. My God, we like Steve Austin back in that old show, a man barely alive. Oh, we can redo, we can make him over. My God, instead of being a bionic man or woman, we're going to be a Holy Ghost-filled man or woman. We're going to be a delivered by the power of God man or woman. Hallelujah. We'll be able to run through troops and leap over walls. Hey, hallelujah. God's going to do it. Hey. And the world will see it. And now that they have been watching God, hallelujah, and the devil can't outbox you. His arms are too short to box with God. Hallelujah. Anyhow, let the power of God run all through you. Hallelujah. Come now, I pray. God has a process of healing right here and right now. He's going to help us comply with his protocol of worship. Come now. Come now. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven, as pictured even in the Old Testament furnishings. My God, it's a parallel doorway uh, uh, unto the outcome of a spiritual blessing. God will lead you to the laver to get washed. 
Oh, by the washing of the word. By the washing of the word. The word gives you the right oh, way to think, the right way to live. The Holy Ghost comes and enables you to understand it. The, the Holy Ghost comes and, and transforms you. The Holy Ghost comes and turns on the spiritual switches that only he can turn on. We can't do it in and of ourselves. God will sober us up to make a right choice, yes or no. And he wants you to say yes on your own. So he'll help you to be sober enough to say yes or no. And we will not have any way to judge God because he will give us every opportunity to say yes. Hey, and we can't say, no, I was inebriated. Oh, I was drunk in, in the devil. No, we're not going to have any, any excuse. God is a righteous judge. He's going to come fairly and hit us fairly right between us. And we got to say yes or no. It's up to you. The gate is open. The window of heaven is open. Hey, come on in. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You get through that laver, get washed. The brazen altar is next. We got to burn up the dross. Anything that's not helping your goal to be pure. My God, he came to purify us. On that altar, there's a flame burning to help burn up anything that doesn't belong. And then we move from the outer court and we're making our way to the Holy of Holies. My God, God is changing our attitude along the way, changing our heart along the way, making our soul glad and grateful along the way, causing the experience of deliverance and preservation of a soul made whole by the loving, gracious hand of God. Let him do it right here and right now. God, amen. He must light the wick of your lamp in your soul. Putting heaven's light in your soul. Let him do it. It has to be the supernatural light. Can't be a strange fire. Nadab and Abihu found out, my God, the hard way. They died, my God. And, and the people of God couldn't even cry for their funeral. God said, don't even cry. It's a bad example. My God, God doesn't want us coming in drunk with the wine of the world. He wants us sober in God. This is not that, what the world is doing. But, but, but Joel said, amen, this is of the Holy Ghost. This is the joy that comes from the Holy Ghost. I have liveliness. I have, amen, all doubt, amen, removed. And I have confidence. And amen, I have charisma from God, amen. Hallelujah, God gave it to me. He'll give it to you. Let him light the wick in your soul right here and right now. You have the oil of the Holy Ghost in there, and the wick must be lit from God. God will trim it with his word. God will trim it as you allow the Holy Ghost to teach you along the way. You must become God's living sacrifice, lit with his glory. Then you will have the power from God to serve him with joy and gladness. Why don't you praise the Lord right there where you are sitting. Open up your heart and let him in. Hallelujah, God. Open up your heart and let him in. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. He's going to do it. Help me, Lord. To be a help to somebody else. I know you're able, Lord, in Jesus' matchless name. Hallelujah, God. I thank you, Lord. We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www. Dot
We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you. Thank you.